0: Welcome to Tales for the Tired, a cosy sleep podcast. My name's Francesca, and I hope you're getting comfy because we're about to begin. In today's episode, I'll be reading from one of my old favourites, But with a twist, I'll take you back in time, to a very nostalgic place, and together we'll leaf through my old books. I read a lot as a child, but Beatrix Potter books stick out to me as some of my all-time favourites, so we'll select one from my old childhood bookshelf and read it together. For new listeners, every episode of Tales for the Tired is a standalone, wholesome, cozy story to lull you to sleep. Mixed with ambient sounds, it provides a special place for you to relax and drift off. Please subscribe on your favourite podcast app. If you would like to support me in keeping this podcast ad free, please visit buymeacoffee.com/talespodcast. I've popped links in the description of this episode so you can go back and visit them when you wake up. But for now, get comfy. Feel your body grow heavy and sink into the bed or chair beneath you. Take a few deep breaths in and out, and listen to my voice as I read you to sleep. I take a breath and open my eyes. I seem to be back in my childhood bedroom with its 90s decor, cream and forest green wallpaper on the walls of my tiny room, with a coordinated frieze snaking its way around the tops of the walls. I can smell the mixture of poster paints and body glitter gel, the remnants of some sort of experiment when mixing them together no doubt. Just like I remember, I have my patchwork duvet cover in shades of green, pink and orange. And automatically I scan for the splotch of emerald hue. There it is. I run my fingers over the dried on gloss paint in the shape of a paw print. When Sylvester had stood on the drying bookshelf, paint all over his paws before running out of the room all those years ago. It never did wash out. The happiest memories of my childhood were often found inside the books that sat along that same bookshelf. There it is now, positioned at the end of my bed, the dark green, shiny bookshelf with stacks of mismatched books bulging on the shelves, and a silver boombox resting on top, a few cassettes balanced precariously next to it. The floor of my old bedroom was never tidy, usually a combination of clothes, art supplies, and books I hadn't put back and in this moment I notice another shade of green catch my eye. This green is almost brown, earthy and warm. It's the hardback cover of one of my favourite books by Beatrix Potter. I think so fondly of her writings and illustrations because the collection of stories was one of my most prized possessions back then. This book is The Tales of Mrs. Tittlemouse, and for some reason it's laying on the floor, separate from the remainder of the collection, which are stacked neatly in order on a shelf. I pick it up, admiring the beautiful drawing on the square cover. It's an illustration of a little brown mouse wearing a dress, but I remember that as a child, I always thought it looked like a little cupcake, the skirt as the paper casing and her top as the buttercream. Just holding this book in my hands brings back so many good memories of reading to myself nestled in the pillows on my bed next to the window. These books are barely marked or worn unlike some of my others. I decide to take it upon myself to give this book a read for old times sake in my old favourite spot, leaning back against my pillows on my bed, with the sunlight streaming in through the window. Opening the cover, I notice the slightly bitter scent of old books from the pages inside. I flick through the whole book to waft that lovely smell of old paper. I don't know about you. But the slight mildewy decay smell of old books makes me feel more relaxed and comfy. And now I begin to read. The Tale of Mrs. Tittlemouse by Beatrix Potter. Once upon a time, there was a wood mouse and her name was Mrs Tittlemouse. She lived in a bank under a hedge. Such a funny house! There were yards and yards of sandy passages, leading to storerooms and nut cellars and seed cellars, all amongst the roots of the hedge. There was a kitchen, a parlour, a pantry, and a larder. Also, there was Mrs Tittlemouse's bedroom, where she slept in a little box bed. Mrs Tittlemouse was a most terribly tidy particular little mouse, always sweeping and dusting the soft sandy floors. Sometimes a beetle lost its way in the passages. Shoo! Shoo! Little dirty feet, said Mrs. Tittlemouse, clattering her dustpan. And one day a little old woman ran up and down in a red spotty cloak. Your house is on fire, Mother Ladybird. Fly away home to your children. Another day a big fat spider came in to shelter from the rain. Beg pardon, is this not Miss Muffet's? Go away, you bold, bad spider, leaving ends of cobweb all over my nice, clean house. She bundled the spider out at a window. He let himself down the hedge with a long, thin bit of string. Mrs Tittlemouse went on her way to a distant storeroom to fetch cherry stones and thistledown seed for dinner. All along the passage she sniffed and looked at the floor. I smell a smell of honey. Is it the cowslips outside in the hedge? I am sure I can see the marks of little dirty feet. Suddenly round a corner she met Babbity Bumble. Ziz, biz, biz, said the bumblebee. Mrs. Tittlemouse looked at her severely. She wished that she had a broom. Good day, Babbity Bumble. I should be glad to buy some beeswax. But what are you doing down here? Why do you always come in at a window and say ziz, biz, biz? Mrs. Tittlemouse began to get cross. Ziz, whiz, whiz, replied Babbity Bumble in a peevish squeak. She sidled down a passage and disappeared into a storeroom, which had been used for acorns. Mrs Tittlemouse had eaten the acorns before Christmas. The storeroom ought to have been empty, but it was full of untidy, dry moss Mrs. Tittlemouse began to pull out the moss. Three or four other bees put their heads out and buzzed fiercely. I am not in the habit of letting lodgings. This is an intrusion, said Mrs. Tittlemouse. I will have them turned out. Buzz, buzz, buzz. I wonder who would help me. Bizz, whiz, whiz. I will not have Mr. Jackson. He never wipes his feet. Mrs. Tittlemouse decided to leave the bees till after dinner. When she got back to the parlor, she heard someone coughing in a fat voice, and there sat Mr. Jackson himself. He was sitting all over a small rocking chair, twiddling his thumbs and smiling with his feet on the fender. He lived in a drain below the hedge in a very dirty, wet ditch. How do you do, Mr Jackson? Deary me, you have got very wet. Thank you, thank you, Mrs Tittlemouse. I'll sit a while and dry myself. "'said Mr Jackson. "'He sat and smiled and the water dripped off his coattails. "'Mrs Tittlemouse went round with a mop. "'He sat such a while that he had to be asked if he would take some dinner. First, she offered him cherry stones. "'Thank you, thank you, Mrs Tittlemouse. "'No teeth,' said Mr Jackson.' He opened his mouth most unnecessarily wide. He certainly had not a tooth in his head. Then she offered him some thistledown seed. Tiddly, widdly, widdly, poof, 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 said Mr Jackson. He blew the thistledown all over the room. Thank you, thank you, Mrs Tittlemouse. Now what I really, really should like... Would be a little dish of honey. I'm afraid I've not got any, Mr. Jackson, said Mrs. Tittlemouse. Tiddly, widdly, widdly, Mrs. Tittlemouse, said the smiling Mr. Jackson. I can smell it. That is why I came to call. Mr. Jackson rose ponderously from the table and began to look into the cupboards. Mrs Tittlemouse followed him with a dishcloth to wipe his large, wet footmarks off the parlour floor. When he had convinced himself that there was no honey in the cupboards, he began to walk down the passage. Indeed, you will stick fast, Mr Jackson. Tiddly-widdly-widdly, Mrs Tittlemouse. First, he squeezed into the pantry, Tiddly-widdly-widdly? No honey! No honey, Mrs Tittlemouse! There were three creepy crawly people hiding in the plate rack. Two of them got away, but the littlest one he caught. Then he squeezed into the larder. Mrs Butterfly was tasting the sugar, but she flew away out of the window. Tiddly-widdly-widdly, Mrs Tittlemouse! You seem to have plenty of visitors. And without any invitation, said Mrs. Thomasina Tittlemouse. They went along the sandy passage. tiddly widdly buzz, whiz, whiz. He met Babity around a corner and snapped her up and put her down again. I do not like bumblebees. They are all over bristles, said Mr Jackson, wiping his mouth with his coat sleeve. Get out, you nasty old toad, shrieked Babbity Bumble. I shall go distracted, scolded Mrs Tittlemouse. She shut herself up in the nut cellar. While Mr Jackson pulled out the bee's nest, he seemed to have no objection to stings. When Mrs. Tittlemouse ventured to come out, everybody had gone away. But the untidiness was something dreadful. Never did I see such a mess, smears of honey and moss and thistledown, and marks of big and little dirty feet, all over my nice clean house. She gathered up the moss and the remains of the beeswax. Then she went out and fetched some twigs to partly close up the front door. I will make it too small for Mr Jackson. She fetched soft soap and flannel and a new scrubbing brush from the storeroom. But she was too tired to do any more. First she fell asleep in her chair, then she went to bed. Will it ever be tidy again? said poor Mrs Tittlemouse. Next morning she got up very early and began a spring cleaning which lasted a fortnight. She swept and scrubbed and dusted. she rubbed up the furniture with beeswax and polished her little tin spoons. When it was all beautifully neat and clean, she gave a party to five other little mice without Mr. Jackson. He smelt the party and came up the bank, but he could not squeeze in at the door. So, They handed him out acorn cupfuls of honeydew through the window, and he was not at all offended. He sat outside in the sun and said, Tiddly, widdly, widdly, your very good health, Mrs. Tittlemouse. The End A Leaf Back through. To inspect the beautiful illustrations once more, and then close the book. and lay for a moment longer, before rising and sliding the book, back amongst the others in the collection. All of my old childhood books stand neatly in a row in their proper place ready for me to pick up and enjoy again, should I ever want to return one day.